home slice audio. This is a bad idea because I'm drinking what you paid for. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Whiskey at Work. Just our all-time favorite edition of Whiskey at Work. We, we haven't been able to do this for three years now, right? Was it 2019 yeah. was the last one? The last time we were up here was with Arnett, and it was uh, when yep. the apple was first when coming out. When we, was, got, yeah. we got the, the sample before anybody else did. Oh, that was so much fun. But it's even better now because... Lexi Phillips is here. Do you not know who Lexi Phillips is? She's the assistant master distiller for Jack freaking Daniels. So we're so excited, Lexi, to have you out here. And this is your first time, isn't it? My first time at Sturgis. It has been a big eye-opener. I knew there'd be a lot of people in a lot of bikes, but it has truly wowed me. Have you have you ever been out here before? I mean, for the rally or even in the hills or South Dakota or anything? No, so no. I've been out to Montana, new. but not yeah. South Dakota yet. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we're a flyover state. Well, yeah, yeah. Even, even to Montana. Uh, well, this had to have been a pretty, uh, you know, these past couple of years have been pretty exciting for you, obviously. Absolutely. How long have you been with Jack? So I've been with Jack going on 10 years. So I started there in 2013 and then became a whiskey maker in 2014. So, okay. So you start, is, is there like, is there like a, 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 a ladder, a ladder climb, climb there yeah. at Jack Daniels? A little bit. Okay. So, I mean, honestly, a lot of the help that comes in, I came in working part-time Okay. Um, and that was in bottling and quality control. So I've had over two dozen family members past and present that's worked at Jack. Oh. So that, I'm fourth generation, starting with my great-grandfather, trickled through the family. Hmm. And my great-aunt was still working there um, as a supervisor in bottling, and she helped me get my foot in the door. And then uh, working in quality control on our finished whiskey side, mm -hmm. so everything from the barrel forward. And I had the opportunity to work with several past whiskey makers, you know, turning our grain into 140 proof. And their story of the steel house made me absolutely fall in love. <laughs> well, how did you know that you had a a talent for this uh you know you have it in your background like you said but but was there a moment where you're like you know i'm pretty good at <laughs> what i'm tasting and what i'm getting and how this works and i mean was there a moment like that for you when you were there or just constantly being around it honestly it's constantly being around mm -hmm. it really is you know having the support system around you being at the still house, all the guys that I worked with, um, I was the sixth woman to be a distiller there. Okay. But uh, I'm from an ag background, and um, so I have a little bit of mechanical knowledge, you know. And uh, then when you start working full time, which is when I was in 14, uh, 2014, you become a whiskey taster. Sign up, you know. There's oh. kind of a waiting list. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So then you you just kind of go through it as the years go on. Yeah. So do you have? I know, uh, like the former master distiller Jeff Arnett had a background in chemistry. Yeah. Um, and and you you come from the ag side of it. Mm -hmm. Does that is is what uh, you know what uh, what does that bring that that maybe Jeff didn't bring? Is there is there certain things that that you you might bring that are a little different, profile wise, taste wise, that sort of thing? You know, I think um, maybe a little different just because of the different backgrounds. Sure. But, you know, me knowing all about the grains, that's what I kind of try and pick out. And, you know, the process part of it is truly my favorite. So having that background, um, knowing about the grains, you know, I want to see what we can kind of tease out in different grain bills and things like that. Right. That's why things like the uh, the triple mash 
that just came out not long ago this spring, you know, having those three different grain bills blended together in a beautiful way. Um, so that's did, really exciting. Did you have something to do with that? I mean, were you a, kind of a driver in making this new triple mash that they put out? I can't <laughs> say I can't say that I was the one that helped put it together. You know, I, ca- I came into innovation because we have an innovation pipeline that's for about the next ten years. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sure, when I, I came into this job in 2020, you know, some things were already in the works. But I can say that I was on the team that helped mash yeast and distill those three grain bills. So I, I feel very special about it. Boy, no kidding. Well, yeah, it, I mean, like even the Jack 10 was started before well, Jeff was there. That's it, <laughs> right. yeah. So well, so there, how does... It's more of a long-term plan, and it's not just like, hey, Bob, Bob tomorrow we put out a... <laughs> exactly. you got to be patient in the whiskey business now. <laughs> but that's interesting. So all of that stuff started so long ago. So, uh, you know, when you come in then and you get promoted to the position you're in... Um, and you're aware of this, but you have you had no control over it at the beginning. So then, what what, uh, what what's the process from there for you, uh, just to maintain and make sure that the vision is carried out? Then, in that sense, a little bit, yeah. Because I mean, coming into this, you know, coming from a distiller, uh, whiskey maker into more public facing, mm-hmm. you know, our current master distiller, Chris Fletcher, innovation is huge on the front of his mind. Okay. So I was, it was a lot of learning at the beginning, you know, kind of learning to think outside of the box mm-hmm. while still protecting the traditions we carry on of making great whiskey. Right. Um, so there was a lot of learning. I didn't realize how much goes into putting a release out. You know, there's a lot of back and forth on labels and bottles <laughs> and all that that I never oh, even sure. realized that happened. What? So it takes a huge team of people to carry it out. We noticed that on the bonded versus the bottled and bond. The bottled and bond was, was, uh, only in the in the duty free shops, and, shops and, yeah. and the, when it got released here, it was bonded. Yeah. So yeah. even that has got a difference to it. Why is that? Why why was it called bottled and bond in the duty free, but bonded when it came to the public? Is that just all the on the marketing team side of things, sort of? A little bit. Okay. So the um the, that whole line that's mm-hmm. going to be in that beautiful bottle structure. Mm-hmm. It is now cool. they are all going to be bottled and bond. Okay. So the bonded that's just kind of the name of that specific whiskey. Um, oh. It is, of course, still bottled in bond. Meets all the regulations. The triple mash is still bottled in bond. If we ever decide to do anything else in that series, <laughs> that will also be bottled in bond. It's <laughs> a good teaser for what's coming up here, maybe in a minute or so. Was there a difference at all in the flavor profiles from the European or the duty free version to the yes. American version? Really? Yes, there is. So ah, it's actually. You were right. That's it. In the duty free, it was pretty much just um, our old number seven at 100 proof. It checks all the boxes already. And then oh. our bottled and bond we're doing now, the bonded, we actually went in and selected barrels that were holding darker whiskeys. So it's it started out as kind of a program like Bold. And that's truly what we captured in that whiskey. So this is two different whiskeys we're talking about. Oh, they're both so, so good. I'm yeah. to be a master <laughs> no, That's it. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, okay, no, well, that kind of leads me in then to the, the, the product line that you guys have rolled out now because for the longest time you know jack black was the staple that was the whiskey and then you kind of rolled into the gentleman and you rolled into the well even the sinatra is a relatively young uh product for you guys um and then all of a sudden there's the jack fire and there's the jack apple and now there's the bonded and the triple mash and there's the koi hill so why i know that's a simple question question. (laughs) yeah but but why just start to branch out because Jack doesn't follow. Right. Okay. So 
you guys, it just seemed like you were waiting to make it right and make it the best it could be. Well, that's it. Like I said, it is it is a game of patience in mm-hmm. the whiskey game. But what we have experienced, you know, in the last decade and a half is a huge whiskey boom. People are loving it. They're loving exploring those different flavors, sharing it with each other. And people are really curious about where it came from. What's the story of the process? So I think that's something that's really fun on our side as distillers. Oh, yeah. To get to do it, do something the true way, something that we made, and get to share it with people. You know, like the aged stuff we talked about a little while mm-hmm. ago. You know, that's actually a redo of what we did, what Mr. Jack did pre-Prohibition. So he had, you know, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, and oh, really? all the way up to 21, 14, 18, oh, and 21. So, I mean, we have high aspirations. <laughs> Does that 21 but... <laughs> exist anywhere? Are there uh, any bottles have, of that, that? We have bottles or pictures of oh, all of those wow. bottles from that time. God. So it's it's not really a copy of anybody else. That's really a throwback to our Right. Past. Sure it is. So it's just been a really exciting on the innovation front. Because like I said, Chris Fletcher coming into it, man. He's so, absolutely loving that. <laughs> then there's, I'm assuming there's going to be some more newer stuff that's coming out from you guys. Is there anything you can tease or tell us that's coming around the bend? That's it. So, <laughs> some fun things that I'm, I'm yes. allowed to tell y'all about. Yeah, let's hear those. So, um, y'all know the age, like we just yep. talked, the 10 and 12. So, we released our 10-year-old last year. So we'll release batch two of 10-year-old, hopefully at the beginning of next year, you know, glass allowing. Mm -hmm. And then batch number one of our 12-year-old. So that's really exciting. You know, a couple months ago, me and Fletcher, we were actually tasting the 12-year-old in the office. And I mean, it's almost a surreal experience because that's the first time 12-year-old's been tasted (laughs) at the the office in, you know, almost 100 years. So it was it was a really cool experience. Oh, it's like the ten year old was was amazing. Yeah. I, we went through a bottle really <clears throat> quick at the office. And, well, and it okay. seems like it's it, and it's it's got to be hard to do. Uh, you know, the older it gets, uh, you isn't isn't don't you have to be a lot more careful with that too, and, and make sure you're getting just the right, you know, uh, as it ages. To, yeah, to pull up abso- stuff? absolutely. So what our age stuff is doing. Um, right now, so it lives in a single barrel location. Mm-hmm. So that is top floor only. Okay. And it'll live up there about eight years. And then we're going to pull it down to lower floors. So think of it as like the rolling boil on the top floor and then more of like a slow simmer on the bottom floor to where it doesn't really get over oaked. Um, and also helps with a little bit of the angel share too. Mm-hmm. We don't want to yeah. give it all away. <laughs> exactly. so, so that's really kind of how we're managing the taste profile on that. And of course, being able to just, just to build those batches on how we like those to taste. Well, Lexi, this I, I could sit and talk to you for another <laughs> half an hour. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but we've got a bunch of people out here that are going to be arriving pretty soon <laughs> to get to taste a lot of this. Yes. They're the lucky ones. We should probably share you with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back and do this again next year, Lexi. Oh, yes, again, I hope so. You know, tickets sell out for this really quick. So... Put it on as your late calendar. as Galvin was in getting this kicked <laughs> off, we still managed to get it sold out before the rally actually started. So. Make sure you put it on your calendar for next year. You don't want to miss this because you do get to sit down with, you know, one of two people that are creating the awesome product that is Jack Daniels. And with the new stuff that's coming out and the new products that I know you're, you guys are going to continue to innovate on, uh, this is, it's just, you know, for a lot of people that enjoy whiskey, it's just a once in a lifetime opportunity. So yeah. you have to come out and see it. So Lexi, thank you so much. This Thanks, has been awesome. Thank yeah. you so much Absolutely. You bet. Thank you so much for watching. It's Whiskey Award.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Network.